It is the morning of the 9th of October 2019. Good morning and welcome to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late night podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvumbi. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in today. I'm very grateful for all the support I've been getting. There's one thing I did last week, actually last weekend and leading up to the beginning part of this week where I recorded three episodes back to back and I loaded them without actually putting the marketing out. So I just put them on the platforms and had the fact that many people who already have subscribed to their account thank you so much for doing that already many people who've subscribed to the the podcast on different platforms are already taking the time to listen to and find these uh, episodes naturally and i want that to be at least be one of the testaments to those who enjoy the content created here and look forward to every moment I actually come out and i make particular materials come to life i'm supremely grateful for everyone who takes the time to listen to what is being created and takes the time to support that which is being created this week started off in a very very good note in the sense of it didn't go in super fast pace the fast pace was born from the creations i've been making and moving fast as far as the, those which are my obligations pieces of work from the children's book that i've been talking about for the past couple of months have already been sent to the client and creative corrections being given in the direction to be taken thereafter and i intend to put my best foot forward in the different corrections being made on that you know it's exactly 10 pages that require to be done right and because they're 10 pages i still want to make sure that by the time i finish at least three by the time you look at them when the book goes into print you actually understand why i push myself so aggressively as far as that is concerned i continue to test what i can do with the podcast as far as the kind of audios i'd like to make because i'm still on my stephen king journey um so far i think i'd say it's safe to say i'm four books in four or five books in i i recently watched the second it movie the sequel to it that came out a couple of um months back i think it was last year that the first it movie came out and the second one came out this year and i watched it and this is the first time i watched a stephen king movie and i spent most of my time laughing than i did spend being scared like the jump scares didn't really do it for me i think they made this one particularly uh audience friendly with cameos and all that kind of beautiful stuff and i'm not going to spoil it for anybody because it, it's worth going to find and watch i love the way they did the casting for that film and that being said props to the guys who were involved in the production and the guys who continue pushing the envelope as far as creativity goes today's episode is really dedicated to two topics that i've actually been, been doubling into and not really jumping into the deep end because i didn't know a perfect way to do it until say this morning and it was born from watching a certain stand-up comic uh, put out his most recent work and i i binge on stand-up comics uh lectures and uh audiobooks and audio documentation i i even spent like, the last couple of days i think it was tuesday tuesday i spent time in the office listening to uh the actually no it was monday monday is when i did it monday afternoon i was listening to the 1963 constitution of the, of the republic of kenya when it became a republic and how the first couple of people who actually were given a deadline of by the 12th of december 1963 you either had registered as a citizen or not i mean it puts the whole huduma number thing that was happening a couple of months back into greater perspective think about it that way if you were in that situation and you're in those shoes did you want to be a british citizen or do you want to stay in kenya and remain a kenyan citizen and i'm sure that people look to different angles but until i finish going to all 310 pages of that i'm not going to really double into that what i'm going to double into instead is this i was watching a lecture by 
um, uh, a lecturer of law in the UK and she was speaking on the different female figures who have been influential as far as the legal system in the United Kingdom is concerned. The very first female judges, the very first female barristers, the first African native to have a, a, a barrister and, and be a, a, a member of the legal body of the United Kingdom who was actually Nigerian born and he worked, she worked in, in, in West Africa very aggressively and continued to push the agenda for the females of uh, across the globe and the interesting thing is when you think about how racism was in the 1950s and 60s and 70s and building up or even even further back into the 30s and 40s and then you see how the base they treated the uh, the, the black people of, of this planet and how they treated the females of this planet as well because women were treated even worse and it's hard to be to, to balance it up because it's not a competition but it's safe to say that people are being treated less when they were, it came to race and were treated even lesser if they were of, of their feminine gender and that's kind of messed up and that's a different story altogether but then i came across another piece of information recently which was i was watching this uh interview between uh uh patrick david and and this guy was interviewing the creator of a certain clothing line, Lululemon, and it's a it's a clothing line created uh, particularly targeted towards uh, yogis and people who take yoga very seriously. And he was talking about how he was looking at the metrics as far as the world is concerned to see what who are his potential target markets. And he said it's been two decades since the greatest mass of females graduated in campuses across the globe, especially in Africa. And I heard that and I was very very impressed by that fact. And then I look at that and I'm saying it's a really good thing because i come from a family where my mom was educated she didn't make it to campus and all that but she was educated she was given an education to thank god for my grandmom for giving her that my sisters are educated both of them are graduates and my younger sisters are one is still in, in campus and the other one is is about to get into campus and they're both very brilliant ladies as in the, the people who've actually had more paperwork as far as graduations are concerned in my family right now are the ladies in my family and i'm super proud of my sisters and i love them to death for that for setting the path and setting the headway that is required i've, I've been, been thinking about maybe even taking some courses on the side because there was certain opportunities I was I was potentially going to have as far as what I could do with my oration and my skills and my learned experience for the field of animation and I didn't get the chance to actually make a bigger contribution to the world as far as the academic system and in the academia world out there because I didn't have the papers and I'm, I'm the first to tell you everything I've been able to do has been learned from being in the field I'm the guy who's actually pure grit I've been in the field I've been in the in the foxhole I've been doing all this stuff as far as getting the work done in the first place instead of going back to actually get my academic career going because I think it takes a certain amount of fiscal uh, comfort to actually get those particular papers going up because I look at my pop my pop when he got his first degree and then how during his work he'd actually work on his masters and I'd hope to be able to do that because I would it wouldn't hurt to have that I mean I've always bragged about hoping to one day just get honorary degrees but I'd like to have also the ability to actually speak in a position of academic uh, respect and acumen but neither here nor there I'm still grateful for the path of life I've been taking so far and the thing I like about that is when I think back about the whole thing about how females have been playing a very major role as far as the law in the United Kingdom and how many females have become graduates I still feel the words that have been used to bastardize the movement that is feminism and the feminist movement there's some people who've taken that movement and, and decided to take it in the wrong direction based upon their biases of what they would like to have happen to them and for them because it's and I'm, I'm, i know i'm the wrong party to actually speak on this but let's let me just put this in perspective ladies please hear from where i'm coming from 
I, for one, coming from a world where I firmly believe that my family has been built and been strengthened by the strength of the women who have raised both my father and my mother. They, they are all very powerful matriarchs as far as how I see my family. Yes, the men were present, I admit that, but the way things were actually dealt, even if it was just, you could subliminally see it happening, even in the small utterances they would make and the small decisions that they would make. I come from two, three generations of matriarchy which have played a strong part but then my father is a patriarch but he does not oppress that which is the female form or the female power because if he was supposed to be oppressive towards women he would have not educated my sisters but then i look at the world that we're getting into right now where there's an extreme overcorrection, and this overcorrection is affecting how the relationships between men and women are going to be and i say that because I remember when I was younger and I'd hear the stories of how they'd never let the girl child go to an education and I know certain communities in my country which need to be ashamed of themselves that are stopping young ladies from actually getting an education. They need to stop that. They need to allow every human being to get a chance to get an education, give them a chance to fight. And then as a result of those who are actually oppressed both on the male and the female side as far as being looked down upon and being treated like they were nothing and then when they get an education they feel like they have to be vengeful and the revenge takes place. And then the thing that makes me even angrier is the fact that with all these many generations thereafter that have been educated the few individuals who actually make of both genders male and female who actually get into positions of power and start acting as if they're still barbarian because the village mentality that is the unconstructive village mentality gets brought into the fore because i still believe some things culturally can be maintained because there was some civil good within them but that's one thing i wanted to touch on and i know i don't have the answers for that so that's just open-ended and i hope to really speak to more people in regards to that because i feel there's so much that needs to be learned from either side and so many compromises that need to be made on either side in order to move forward and we should be able to take the time to actually consider these stances and consider these changes that could potentially work to the betterment of all children coming out of this world in the near future because the other overcorrection that I've noticed is, is this and it was mentioned by uh, I, I think I, I touched on it a couple of weeks back uh, it was uh, a man who is a speaker who gives workshops to help people build their wealth as far as building their business acumen and building the wealth generation abilities of their companies and the different industries and how they're they're trying to be taught how to be aggressive in the in the office space and still be competitive and have team effort go side by side and when this individual was talking he said something that would actually touch on the whole two decades later and it's the thing of it's been 20 plus years since the participation medal was brought into existence and this was like a social science experiment i think and i think the overcorrection came after the the second world war and everybody who survived the second world war in the first world and the children of the people who survived the second world war they felt there was an overcorrection that needed to be dealt with and the overcorrection i think was born from i don't know the ptsd from the vietnam war as well the ptsd from the second world war the ptsd from how politics was actually being treated at the time seeing assassinations of the world leaders and stuff like that and then the whole competitive nature that people would have that and the competitive uh, edge that would actually actually exist amongst us as humanity is actually being suppressed because i've never understood being given a medal for participating being in the game that's a medal enough because you actually put yourself up and actually prepared yourself and you took part in the sport to be given a medal for failing is disrespectful clear lines exist I grew up in a world where if you failed, you were told you failed, 
so you need to pick up yourself by your bootstraps look at the failures that you had take those failures and polish yourself up so that the next time you come to compete you are ready for battle my closest thing to as far as a battle is concerned as far as being athletic in 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 primary school was there was these 100 meter dashes we used to do but i was so fascinated by looking at my shadow that i wasn't paying attention to the actual race so i was distracted by a lot of things i was mocked about it i was made fun of but then in the end of the day i, I still was able to have friends thereafter they'd still mock me about it but i still was able to make it to another day consider that when you think about all these things because why in god's name are we looking at ourselves as lesser beings when we are told you failed i mean it's one thing when somebody takes it and decides to use it as a weapon against you and beat you up about it over and over again but it's completely another when you decide okay now since they've told me that that is the basis of who i am that is a mistake i remember one time the big beef was between uh public school students and private school students and provincial school students and national school students. These were the kind of beefs we would have in the 90s when I was growing up. And this is one thing. I took part in a drama festival thing. And I think this is the second time I'm mentioning this in the podcast. Took part in a drama festival. Take part in the drama festival. You fail in the competition. And then one person from a school, this guy doesn't even know me, comes up to me and mocks me to my face. But that didn't stop me from having a career as far as the arts were concerned. Because him doing what he did probably was supposed to help him boost himself up. But the paths were supposed to take in life are very, very different. 20 years on, we should be grateful for the fact that the ladies in this world are better educated. The ladies in this world are making great impacts as far as medicine, education, literature. Very powerful forces out there. And they all wear the mantle of being a feminist. And we should applaud them because they continue to charge forward and making it better for the little girls out there to know that they can be anything and everything they would like to be for the men out there this whole thing about trying to see that one side, one side has to suffer for the other side to be successful is a mistake i for one one thing i actually did recently was i commissioned an art piece from a female painter who was way younger than i am and i commissioned that painting because i was a fan of that artist's work to be able to do that was a very big deal for me and i look at that piece with pride and i made sure i made two prints of that particular piece because i intend to have one printed out well, one mountain, mountain in the house where the, that I build eventually. And I firmly believe in that we need to better ourselves in the way we actually carry ourselves. The whole idea of being given the chance to speak in equal footing should also allow us to use that equal footing to the best of our abilities. Competitive nature is how man survives. That's how man moves forward. And when I say man, I don't mean as far as the gender is concerned, but I mean humanity. It's one thing to say that you want to see the world be a better place, but it's completely another when the solution you come up with to actually make the world a better place means one side has to take a hit. The mistakes that were made by the generations that came before us, we have to address them by saying, yes, they happened. The overcorrection needs to happen also in the same breath by saying, these things exist, these things need to change charter different waters build yourself outside these particular boxes that you think exist i would love and i repeat love to see a world where everybody still gets to be competitive and when the fight ends as far as that particular pitch is concerned we're able to hug it out we're able to give it over each other a dab and get back up and say okay cool you won this round we're gonna get it to get to each other's throats in the next round and the competitive nature would make things happen i still believe competitive nature is the way industry becomes even better at what it does granted we don't have the best examples of people in competitive nature as far as industry is concerned because industrial the industrial world so far has proven 
given that one side has to suffer because they decide to hoodwink each other and decide to destroy each other for the betterment of profits. I mean, look at the profit margins that were being created in the, in the recent past as far as the opioid epidemic in the United States. The medical industry would let you become even sicker so that it would have a competitive edge by making you buy even more medicines to get you into a better position of health. And look at that problem as it slowly infiltrates into the local market like the last thing you need right now is to be sick. Be it over-the-counter medications or be it subscribed medications, it's hard for me to even tell which hospital is that to exist in my favor and which hospital is that to exist to make somebody else a profit and take care of somebody else. I know people who've actually suffered at the hands of those who are supposed to be medical practitioners and because that exists, it takes me back to this whole thing of yes you can have a competitive nature but there's a destructive version of it and I think the medical practices that are taking advantage of people, that is one of the negative sides. As far as when I began, I spoke on the whole idea of the whole gender violence, the gender violence that has been existing. I've been seeing stories that have been popping up of people treating their spouses in a, def in a difficult and a terrible way. I do not see why physical confrontation has to be involved as far as gender is concerned and even spouses. If you cannot handle the situation of being a responsible member of society as far as the kind of spouse you have, then just leave the relationship or just don't have a relationship in the first place. I've accepted the fact that in this past couple of years, when I think about this whole participation and trying to understand the basis of competitive nature and how to make sure I don't make these overcorrections that exist in the world come and dumb down that which I'm trying to achieve. I will walk back and look at the things that I'm doing from an actual better perspective in order to give full direction to myself before I actually go out and blatter things that I don't understand. This particular episode may fall short of me trying to make a perfect ideal of making things clear to myself because I'm, as I said, I'm going through two decades of looking at what has existed and I'm trying to find my own way of interpreting it and this episode may fall short of a perfect interpretation of what I'm saying so I fess up from the jump out the gate I do not have all the answers or all the solutions I applaud that some solutions have been found and some small corrections have been made but the overcorrection that leads to one side suffering and another one suffering uh, another one gaining is one thing I will never stand for I'd love to have an equal society but also I do not like it to be completely equal in a certain sense because I know some people say that it is not good for one person to have more and another one to have less but then what's the point of working as hard as we work? I get capitalism. I just I don't get when it decides to make people suffer as far as taking the lives of people and making people be destroyed in the process. I like the idea of there's this margin I'm supposed to hit, there's this number I'd like to get to, and there's this success I'd like to actually see. I get why certain people are billionaires and some people are not billionaires. And when I look at the billionaires, I don't really look at them at, as far as their money is concerned. I used to I used to do that. I used to really be curious about the kind of money a person would make, but I think that's just that's me focusing on the end result. That's that's garbage. I focus now on the process itself. I'd like to see how you got there. I'm a process guy lately, and I accept that I'm a process guy. So my overcorrection is don't look at the money the person has earned. Look at how he earned that money in the first place. What kind of corrections did he make within himself to actually know how to make the industry in, in which he's, he's working or she's working to make it successful for yourself? That's what I'm doing with myself. And in order for me to be able to do so, I will take time to actually bog myself down, lock myself in a room and think about things in a practical way. Some look at it as solitary confinement or distancing myself from society and being a loner but i take it as time to look at things with proper perspective and open-minded thoughts 
being with my own eyes and my own thoughts to look at these things objectively and do them in an objective sense that's where i'm at and i hope that by the time i even go deeper into this topic and i come back and i revisit it because you can see i also revisit certain topics i will be in a better position to make the point even clearer and as we go it will make even more sense the beautiful thing about podcasts is you can actually see the learning curve and the growth curve that a person is having as they go say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all Thank you so much for taking the time to support this podcast, guys. We're continuing to grow faster and faster. By the look of things, we may be hitting the number 1,000 very, very soon. I cannot wait to get there, and I hope to actually be with you at that end line in order for us to make even more episodes come to life. Thank you so much for supporting the random thoughts that I have and for bettering yourselves with them. In the words of my main man, O.D., Uno. Oh,